Hi, this is Ross Payton. You're about to listen to a preview of our newest episode of RPPR After Hours. Baz, Rob, and I talk about ninjas and super spies, the Palladium martial arts and espionage-themed RPG. Enjoy! Hey, this is Ross Payton with Roleplaying Public Radio. This RPPR After Hours. We're back, baby. Uh, and this time we're talking about ninjas and super spies. This is going to be a... What we're going to do... This game is too good to just cover in one episode. So we're, we're going to do a real deep dive over Palladium's finest martial arts-based RPG that they've ever done. Maybe it's the only one they've ever done about specifically focus on martial arts but we'll 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 figure it out uh <laughs> with me uh for this episode uh is baz say hello uh, hello and uh rob uh from the orpheus protocol what's that i smell is it some fucking garbage oh, you knew lo- i'd be back folks <laughs> <laughs> we we do love garbage here. Rob the RPG raccoon. Yes. <laughs> it's true. Yep. Here I am talking about another highly questionable role-playing product. Yep. Uh Ninjas and Super Spies. The, we're, we're, we're looking at the revised edition uh because this book uh first came out uh, apparently in 1984. But this was revised in 1990. It's like the Necronomicon. The original version was so awful that it just like melted the brains of the people who read it. Having looked at this, I can assure you it has never been revised. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. If this is the revised edition, fucking imagine. I think by revised, I mean they put in plugs for riffs uh, in this edition. (laughs) That's Um, probably true. Yeah, and how can we make it suck more? <laughs> uh, so yeah, the the front cover is very strong. Um, it is a just a ninja kicking a dude in spandex, uh, skin tight spandex. The uh, La- laser wrist. Yeah, he has a laser uh, gun on his wrist. No, it's a laser wrist. Oh, it's a laser wrist. It is Sorry. a laser wrist. Like, if you don't have your hand at just the right thing, it just, like, totally severs your own hand. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's under the wrist, not on actually, top. Actually, bending your hand back, actually, he, he, he keeps the laser contained by keeping his hand forward. Ah, okay. But if he pulls his hand back, there's an, or, it's like like an Cyclops, opening. It's like but shit. Yeah, but, like, a really weird <laughs> mutation that happened yeah, in yeah. his wrist. Okay. He has a wrist orifice that fires the lasers pour out of. <laughs> At any rate, the, yeah. the super spy has a gun he's not using, and the ninja has two swords that he's not using, uh, which shows that the people who grace the cover of this book have the same level of understanding of combat as the person who wrote the rules. Yeah, it does. A, I do like it. it it's ninja. The game's called Ninjas and Super Spies, and it depicts ninjas fighting super spies. Uh, apparently, it, it's it's almost yeah. Um, does what it says on the tin. Um, it is written by uh, Eric. Uh, Wujik, uh, who also came up with the mutation system for Team ET, and uh, I think he's the guy who also came up with the Amber Dysel's role-playing game. So, um, but I, you can tell this is a very Palladium game because their their selling points on the front cover are compatible with Heroes Unlimited and Team ET, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 
and a complete new game featuring 14 character classes, 41 forms of combat, cybernetic implants, super vehicles, and adventure. 41 uh, forms of combat is not something that comes off as like a selling point. That's a threat. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they they know what their audience wants, which is more things, uh, more items, uh, more classes. Yeah. I did just notice something. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that pistol that the super spy is holding looks suspiciously like an IB-94, which is the <laughs> blaster that the Mandalorian uses. Mm-hmm. It even has the same fucking barrel. Oh, it, it, it is a very science fiction-y looking gun. Yeah, it's it's very, very science fiction. I notice that you're literally on fighting on top of a corpse. Like there there is a like that that pile of rocks has a corpse on top of it with a hand sticking uh, out. A pistol with a scope. Mm-hmm. And pistol with a scope. Um he's got a calculator strapped to his thigh. Uh, we're talking about the super spy, of course. Um, he's a bandolier of shells that don't go to any of his weapons. <laughs> what if he's the Mandalorian and those are the shells that go to his phase rifle? Oh. That he just left at home? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and ninjas are attacking him because they're coming after the baby Yoda. Like, okay, if you made him a little scruffier and squinted, maybe he's kind of Pedro Pascal. I don't know. Is this a time-traveling book? Well, he's a Mandalorian. He's not we, the Mandalorian. <laughs> we're, he's, yeah. we're still on the cover. Wish <laughs> It's Pedro Pascal, like, Wish.com version. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I ordered, what I got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is... Oh, I want a Mandalorian. We have Mandalorians at home. The Mandalorian, Mandalorian at home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's... Um, anyways, uh, Rob was not really familiar with the Palladium. Um, just ideology. Their, their whole the milieu. Shtick. Yeah, it's it's uh, but Bass and I, of course, being familiar, being, you know, Midwesterners who have a popu- went to game stores in the 90s um, and early 2000s. Uh, Palladium was infested all of those places. I walked uh, right past those books to the magic cards at that time. Yeah, um, these the are RPG all thing was a little later. Yeah, Palladium survived not by producing great games, but producing cheap games with cover uh, catchy covers um and and concepts and having everything be compatible with each so you can mix and match you know your ninjas and super spies your mutant animals your uh horrors from beyond time and space um yeah beyond the supernatural that was their one um and so on and so forth wow so symbiota survives by the same strategy that the hamster survives in its native hills of syria yeah and they had uh oh they even got the robotech license not just teenage mutant ninja turtles and they print the books very cheaply um and kevin symbiota copies and pastes as much of the rules and mechanics from one book to the other as he can and uh same with the art and the layout he does himself it's all just two columns times new roman uh looking ass text and so is it so, yeah. so is, it, is all the extra copying and pasting just to make the books look like more complete products that you should spend money on oh yeah 100 okay, i mean this sure. is this is 178 pages how much of this is actually like new content maybe 100 not, pages of it yeah like, like not not a not a shocking amount no yeah um so yeah in this episode we're gonna we're gonna look a lot at the actual ninja slash martial arts part of it but uh i kind of want to go into well of course we have also palladium staple the disclaimers oh this Uh, rules (laughs) um 
Baz, did you look at the the, the disclaimers? Uh, no, I, mean, so I kind of went right past those because I have my own set of disclaimers when reading Palladium books. <laughs> A like, lifetime of hard won experience. Yeah, like man, this is going to be problematic, and like I knew ninjas inherently was going to have problematic wording in the book eventually. Mm -hmm. and, and I think he goes above and beyond. Eventually, no, that's not the right term. Like pretty much right out the gates. Um, <laughs> Like I'm just looking at the phobia section. Oh yeah, uh, the yeah the mental health, the treatment of mental health issues. No, that's okay. Whatever. <laughs> like that's not bad compared to the things I'm reading right now. <laughs> I rolled a 41 through a 45. Guess what phobia I have? Um, Orientals. Ooh yeah, Oriental is a word that comes up a lot, a, a lot, so much in this book, and um. Yeah, it's very much the product of that 80s uh, level of acceptable racism that uh, is so common in so many things. Like, God, um, I mean, it's not unique to play. I remember I watched a documentary uh, about the Dana Carvey show recently, uh, which was a 1996 sketch comedy show that went for eight episodes. And they showed one comedy thing, one sketch that was horrifically racist. And like way more racist than just saying Oriental. And it's like, holy shit, that, you know, that was on ABC. That was like Stephen yeah. Colbert worked on that show. Steve Carell did as well. And it's like, oh shit. Oh, and that was 1996. Comedy uh, doesn't age. Comedy doesn't age. Uh, RPGs should at least try to age. Yeah, Palladium <laughs> does not age either. Um, but anyways, they, they start with this disclaimer uh, on page six of the book. Uh, in the revised edition. Um, Rob, what was your impression of this? Well, it's very helpful of the mm -hmm. author to disclaim that real martial arts are not fundamentally metaphysically good or evil. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that practicing a certain martial art does not make you an inherently good or evil person. The fun part of this is that the author feels the need to disclaim this. Mm -hmm. uh, but then there's this uh, story behind the book section that directly contradicts like what <laughs> the disclaimer is about. Like it's like ah, this isn't about real role playing. Uh, th this is not descriptions applied to the real world. Like this is this is a fantasy game. Is the disclaimer? And then in the next section on the same column of the same page, he goes on to describe hilariously his bona fides as like an expert in martial arts because he took like one lesson in one thing and did another martial art for like a little bit and had friends who maybe knew some stuff about some other martial arts mm -hmm. so he outs himself as like this total armchair martial arts weeb uh <laughs> without realizing that what he is doing is explaining why he should not be the person who writes this book <laughs> and he then says, like, ah, yes, Palladium Combat System is perfect for simulating the realities of martial arts combat. So we have said, this is not real. This is a fantasy game. Don't take this to be a real thing. This is super fucking real. Like, that's how the book starts. Mm-hmm. Um, like, just the questions they ask. Uh, would the karate black belt capable of annihilating hordes of thugs be able to defeat a lone Aikido, mas Aikido master? Is a student of the mystic arts of chi uh, equal to a prize fighting kickboxer? This book no, answers some of those no, questions. Not so <laughs> the answer is no. Absolutely this, not. <laughs> Ross yeah. Payton. Ross Payton could beat up an aikido master. <laughs> um, 
yeah, th- this this book's leaned heavily into the strip mall dojo, uh, martial art magazine, uh, beliefs in the mystic powers of chi. Um, there's, if you, you were ever familiar with the kind of, like, if you ever went to a, like a strip mall dojo and they have a little waiting area, you know, for parents, uh, for their, you know, waiting for their kids to do their taekwondo lesson, they always have these magazines, right? And it's, yeah. you know, black belt and karate in, in karate insider or whatever. And they just would talk about all this shit aside about like how a mystic art, uh, practitioner could like practice the dreaded dim mock the death touch uh for example can we can we address this anecdote in the disclaimer section Mm -hmm. let me quote dave laurie author of (laughs) autumn lightning after describing a list of near fatal accidents teenage stunts and hazardous sports he tells the most frightening event of his young life unleashing a yard long wickedly sharp sword out of a scabbard inches from my belly slashing with it then sliding it back into the sheath Again, with only a finger's distance from my abdomen, was one of the most frightening things I'd ever done. What the fuck does that mean? He pulled the sword out, he slashed at it, and he put it back. What in the, the fuck does it have to do with the rest of this? I mean, yeah, I <laughs> it's guess it's dangerous. Like, yeah. Oh man, doing a doing a playtime weebi jutsu is really really scary. Like, mm-hmm. not like every person who's ever held like a mall katana has done it and been <laughs> fine. My friend hit me with a mall katana one time, like out of the scabbard. It didn't go through my hoodie. It just hurt. <laughs> and it felt like getting hit with like, you couldn't hit me with a baseball bat and that would have cut me worse than that thing did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, there's a little quick note about the setting here and I just mm-hmm. have to lift out. It's not like context helps, so I won't bother with context, but just here's a quote. Innocence, like the President of the United States and the General Secretary of the Soviet Union, <laughs> are simply not aware of their positions as pawns in these great underworld battles. Yep, the, those are like the first people I think of when I think of people who are innocent. Yeah, that famous in- innocent person, the President of the United States. Yeah, um, yeah hey. no, it's, it's an amazing quote, and it reveals so much about the symbiote mindset. This, this yeah. person tells on himself... A fucking lot. Mm-hmm. I just uh, my training extends to a green belt in Taekwondo, so okay. Yeah. A semester of college at Hungarian style fencing, whatever. <laughs> that's not the, that's not to dis, uh, to speak ill upon the Hungarian fencers of the world. I'm sure they're a very talented group of individuals, and also Aikido. A few lessons. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I love the like. I have limited experience with like one or two martial arts forms. Meaning that I am an expert on. Also, two of the lesser respectable martial arts forms. Yeah. Not not to not to badmouth any taekwondo people out there, but man, <laughs> not yeah. def, definitely not a not a, uh, an authority on effective combat martial arts. I'm just saying. No. Yeah. I'm sure uh, that all the jumping, spinning kicks are actually quite good. And not going to get you killed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, as I speak this as someone who did do Taekwondo as a child. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. Not great. Taekwondo, so, Taekwondo has good kicks, by the way. I mean, there are some good kicks that are in Taekwondo. I'm not going to badmouth the whole martial art. Everything has <laughs> no, good. They, just, they do a lot of bad ones, too. Yeah. I mean, no no martial arts perfect. <clears throat> Except for, like, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> Which is not in here. Uh, right. This, this was before Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was really known. 
uh, you know, back in 1984, people right. were really aware of it. So, um, yeah, that'd be yeah. when the Gracies were first showing up and wrecking people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This the the way this, of course, uh, uh, book starts is with character creation, and uh, Baz is sort of hitting on that because the 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 the, the insanity tables are right oh, right there you, with you character think creation. this book starts with character creation, Ross? No, first he explains what the process of imagining something is. Oh, you're right. It does have the... uh... He explains the process of imagination as it would be experienced by a non-aphantasic person in case... Like, I guess, in case someone who is capable of imagining scenes and characters and stuff just hasn't ever occurred to them to try imagining something before. He explains to you how it works. Here's... You you think about something that's not real and you see it in your mind. Mm-hmm. This is roughly a page. Yeah, it is a page. Um, now, to be fair, uh, this is a, a... Think back to 1984. Role-playing games were, were far more new than they are now. And, I mean, he's not uh, explaining role-playing. He's explaining how to imagine a thing that isn't real. <laughs> I mean, may, I think the people at Palladium know their audience better than we do. So maybe that's necessary. Maybe mm, there was feedback. Maybe so. Yeah, I so. actually have a counterpoint to Caleb's to be or to Ross's to be fair. Mm-hmm. To be fair, this motherfucker is going on here talking about how to imagine. I understand, like, okay, th- this may be a different role playing game with a totally different ethos than like what you might be used to, like Dungeons and Dragons, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's important to remember: 1991 is when Vampire the Masquerade came out. That is pretty much the pinnacle of minds. Uh, well, they even have a term called Mind's Eye Theater. They invented imagination role playing. This the, don't redeem. No, no, don't try redeem anything about this rush. You can't. You can't defend them. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have that one page of like imagination. It's a thing that you can do in your mind, uh, and then we get to creating a character. Um, now I have seen. I I I'm just. Way too much of my brain ha- is filled with palladium information. So all of this is di- like, Rob, you're new to it. So what is it like to look at the palladium attribute list with you? This is the first time you've really looked at a palladium system, right? Uh, in detail. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh... So page eight, um, we have the eight attributes um, uh-huh. and they're all randomly rolled 3d6 and what a good you, start. If you if they're exceptional, you get to add another D6. Um, so you can be up to 24 in something to start with. So there's no point by that. That's out. You just roll. Um, so just as God intended. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah. Any, any any thoughts on, on uh, just those eight attributes? I, have I mean, thought. obviously, it's a little distasteful to, like, have an intelligence stat that's literally called IQ. Mm-hmm. Like, it's Yeah, but, but what about a 24 PP? <laughs> 24 PP is very fast. I, yeah. Uh, uh, well, that's neither here nor there, Russ. <laughs> like, the fact that there's mental endurance and mental affinity is a little weird, although it's basically just charisma, and they don't want to call it the same thing as D&D. Yeah. Uh, so, so so you've basically got intelligence, uh, willpower or wisdom, mm-hmm. uh, charisma, strength, dexterity, constitution, and then you've just got how hot you are and how fast you are, which are just new stats that somehow, uh, in the first case, matter, and in the second case, can't be derived from like how strong 
and endurant and dexterous you are. It's just totally different. So uh, a couple things to keep in mind. There are no, there are stat bonuses. You get bonuses to certain things if your stat is high enough, but there are no penalties. So you can roll a three for your IQ and you're fine. You you just have a 30 IQ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but you can learn, you know, nuclear physics or. Um, I mean, Ben Carson touch. is a brain surgeon. So. <laughs> uh, and um, oh, one thing to keep in mind that your physical endurance um, carries your uh, attribute or your, your hit points. Um, but they're also for your chi. Your 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 every every character's cheese is equal to their physical endurance, which will come in later because we'll be talking about chi powers. Yeah, and chi is like a that. type of magic that you squeeze out of meat. Yeah, you do squeeze it out of meat. Um, yeah, uh, I also like that speed is an attribute as well. Just running speed. Um, there's a lot of track and field in this uh, game. Um, yeah, yeah. So and it's not uh, about how strong or endurant or coordinated you are. It's just a totally mm-hmm. different thing. Uh, Baz, any thoughts on the attributes? Uh, I mean, I'm still just looking at PP. <laughs> it's a very PP is very important, especially in a game with ninjas. Um, you yeah. need to have that uh, really big PP. Yeah, ninjas have huge PPs. That's mm-hmm. true. Like, mm-hmm. it's just you can train to have a bigger PP. That's true. Yep. Um, <laughs> mm. Do you have any links to that training set? Okay. Anyways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so then you select your class, your occupational character class, OCC. And again, this is, uh, they start using this, I think for ninjas and super spies, but then they use it for heroes unlimited and riffs as well. Um, so, uh, and then you get to roll, uh, or, I mean, you can pick, I mean, the rolling for your martial art form is optional now. Um, so there's 41 types of martial arts that are described in this game. Some are exclusive, which means only one OCC, the dedicated martial artist, can take it. And some count as two forms, like ninjutsu. I think actually ninjutsu is the only one. Um, So the dedicated martial art can take two martial arts because he's so dedicated to it. Um, And so we'll we'll get into a little bit of that uh, in a second. But then, of course, you have your character's background, um, your country of origin, uh, your height and weight, and your background. Um, and I, it's just, again, Palladium showing themselves. They have things like my favorite background is uh, on page 11, uh, 41 through 50 traumatized. At some point, the character was assigned a job that went terribly wrong. At least a hundred innocent men, women, and children <laughs> were killed because I of the character's actions. 100, at least a hundred <laughs> innocent press. Presidents yeah. and general secretaries were <laughs> murdered. <Yes. laughs> uh, the character could either blame himself or the organization that ordered the mission. Character will be skeptical of the methods and the mor- mor- morality of any org of any organization. Optional. Roll on insanity table. I let so many presidents die. I oh no! Developed all those a poor presidents frolicking yeah. in their fields of ice cream cones. Uh, the character can either blame themselves, the organization that ordered the mission. Or their GM, which should be added to that list. I like I, I <laughs> like the idea that like damn book, yeah. Ten uh, percent of agents uh, basically did a Chernobyl, you know, or yeah. they just yeah. derailed a train, and oops, that's yeah. just what happens. Yeah, uh, one out of every ten. It's a yeah. it's a rough it's a rough setting. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I like the idea you roll in your country of origin randomly. So, like, I want to learn oh, Taekwondo, yes. but you're like you know a 
like, oh, this, because the, they have flavor text for all these martial arts and stuff. It's like, only taught to the family of this one country. It's like, right. I'm a New Zealander. Sure. But I, ass- I-, I assume that not being able to do the character that you want because of random roles is like an inbuilt, like, core experience of this system, right? Oh, yeah. There are attribute requirements for certain uh, classes. And, a- and then and you a- fucking roll all your shit mm-hmm. randomly. Yep, good. Yep. Don't do not do what you want. Do what the... <laughs> or the or just cheat at your dice rolls. Gotta, yeah, yeah got to get those uh, uh, things. I mean, this is uh, optional, but yeah, sorry. Subtables within tables. Mm-hmm. 16 through 25, Korean. 1 through 25, North Korean. Speak Korean. 26 through 100, South Korean. Speak Korean. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, if I was born, uh, okay, Scandinavia, you can pick either Norway or Denmark. That's it. Well, that's all that there is there, right? Like, certainly there's no such thing as Finland or Sweden. Those are no, fairy fuck, tales. Fuck no. <laughs> Norway or Denmark, you can speak Norwegian or Danish. <laughs> Yeah, um, and there's Iceland even like this. Literally, the Matrix. Yeah, um, I also like if you look at Japanese. Uh, if you roll, you have a two percent chance, a three percent chance of being an ethnic Korean, and only ten percent ten percent speak Korean. So if you roll really well, you can start out speaking Korean and Japanese. Um, so yeah, maybe power gamer, oh. power gamer move there. Yeah, yeah min maxing your racial bonuses <laughs> to be multilingual. Yeah. Um, now another thing they mentioned on age is your age is, um, every OCC has a starting age and then you add in the year cost for martial art forms and skill packages. Mm -hmm. So, um, if you pick certain ones, your character is going to start out to be like 40 or 50 years old. Um, and that, that's just how it is. Uh, yep. Yep. Hey, or you could start out as an 18-year-old kickboxer, and that's it. That's all you're good at is kickboxing, um, which <laughs> I like that uh, uh, idea. Um, I also do know they have a uh, character's family background because they do have the JCVD option of twins. If you're all 96 or above, you have a twin. Um, so we know Jean-Claude Van Damme's playing. He is going to get that because right. – there's yeah. literally three movies where he has he plays two twins. Um, yes. So <laughs> it just it just keeps happening. Mm-hmm. And then we go into description of hit points, uh, SDC and Chi. Uh, what? Yeah. What? Yep. An injury, a fractured bone, ribs, broken rib sucks for sure, or pelvis. Oh. <laughs> oh. Those are nowhere near the same. Those are not the same. <laughs> yeah, you lose one point. You lose two points of pee pee if you break your pelvis. Um, I broke my sense. pelvis. My pee. No, no, pelvis is pe. Your pee pee is fine, even with a broken. No, pelvis. it's both. See, look, it's pe negative one, pp negative two, and speed negative three. It's all of those uh, on page fifteen. Uh, this is a different one. Oh, this is side effects from physical damage. This is actual. Oh goodness. Yeah. There's yeah. so much. Okay, so your your PP will be okay eventually if you break your pelvis, just not yeah. right in the in the it, short term. You've got some PP problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta you gotta. Uh, <laughs> and, and I just know in practice, this this shit is never brought up. Uh, they like they um, 
so the idea is structural damage capacity, SDC, are like bruises and superficial wounds that are easily healed. And hit points, is that's that's the real stuff. So normally, you would take SDC would be all the damage you take first. And when you run out, then you take hit point damage, and that takes a yeah. long time to heal. I, uh, I feel yeah. so good about how the Orpheus Protocol handles this distinction, uh, <laughs> reading this, because this looks like a nightmare to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in practice, usually if you get down to hit points, your character is about to die anyway. Right. Um, so it, it doesn't really matter. And certainly when they get into rifts, because of the mega damage system um, is one characters get vaporized because mega is damage that just like, what if we had weapons that were so powerful that we didn't have to worry about all this bullshit that we wrote into the rules about mm-hmm. hit points and stuff? Like, wouldn't that be neat? Mm hmm. Yeah, mega damage doesn't work. Like mega damage is just mega damage, and if you're a, a, a creature that is a living creature that has mega damage only, you just have mega damage. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, again, they they palladium doesn't so much as revise rule as graft on new rules that supersede old rules, but the old rules are still there. They don't the get U- rid it's, of it's stuff. It's the Yu-Gi-Oh philosophy. Yeah, it's like a hermit crab. They just keep adding on and adding on and piling on more shit until it's unwieldy and, uh, uh, yeah, uh, has no resemblance to the original. But, a haunted uh, labyrinth of vestigial rules text. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but then we get into Chi, which, again, is the unique thing to Ninjas and Super Spies. It was only in this game magic meat juice magic meat juice um they have a really bad description of what it's supposed to be um and then how you determine what your starting chi is how you recover it how you survive if you get zero chi through a bullshit martial arts power you start wasting away and you have to be healed by a chi master Um, i have a question is the chi mm -hmm. related to your pp the meat juice that is Mm -mm. it's related to your pe not your pp so the meat juice comes from the PE, not the PP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I was taught that the PE comes from the PP, though. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. yeah. It's very confusing. It is very confusing. Um, but yeah, then we have the attribute bonuses. Very yeah. Go ahead, just randomly throw them in there. That's yeah. That's why not? A, yeah, ten pages away from the actual description of the attributes. Why would you need those close to each other? Um, and then we get into alignments. Um, Holy shit! Yep. If you want to hear the rest of the episode, go visit patreon.com slash RPPR. You'll get all of our episodes of After Hours and many other bonus podcasts and a lot of other cool content. Also, you'll be supporting RPPR. Um, Thanks. 